Yes, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Brisbane Football Review. It's just James and Adam with you this week as we're recording this one in each of our own homes after Scott pulled up lame with a hamstring in the warm-up. Adam, how are you? Oh, good James, how are you? Ah, can't complain. Early start for the Champions League again this morning, but we had a couple of good games there, but I suppose we should probably keep focused on the local football for tonight. Yeah, I think so. Uh, It's it's exciting, but probably uh, a bit bit too exciting for us uh, mere mortals here down under. Definitely. All right, so this is Brisbane Football Review, a Podular Media production. You're listening to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Wooshka, any other good podcasting platform, including Football Nation Radio, where you might be listening to the replay. If you are, welcome aboard. Happy to have you listening to us. We're discussing all things Brisbane and Southeast Queensland football. So, Adam, what do you say we get into it and start off with our regular A-League review? Yeah, I think it's a good way to start. All right, well... Saturday afternoon, up at Redcliffe Dolphin Stadium, the Raw played their second home game there of the, well, second A-League home game there of the season. There was, of course, the FFA Cup. And it ended as a 1-1 draw with Perth Glory in what looked to be a pretty spectacular afternoon. It was, yeah. Um, so the benefit of seeing uh, seeing the game from both sides. I was in the uh, Peninsula Power corporate area for the for most of the game, but also as well up in the media box as usual. But uh, either way, 9,250 in attendance. And look, the atmosphere was wonderful. Yeah, it definitely looked like it was really going off through the screen on my computer at work. But it, yeah, it was one of those really good games. And overall, I thought a really good test for the Raw, considering what they've been building over the last couple of months. Yeah, it's always going to be acid test. Like Perth Glory as well themselves are a form team at the moment. So, so yeah, but they they had the disadvantage of having to come back from from Japan after a Champions League midweek game. And look, I think they would they would be pretty happy with the point. I know uh, Tony Popovich in his post post game conference, um, he he didn't he seemed a bit disappointed. But I think you know privately, I think they'd be happy to escape with one point because I think the Royal would have fancied the chances of beating him um, on Saturday afternoon. And without going into the whole Perth Glory ownership drama with the London Football Exchange, I think it's fair to say this oh, has been. Geez. I think it's been one of the most bizarre weekends, not just in Perth Glory history, but possibly in the A League, and that's clearing quite a high bar. Uh, look, that's the thing. This is the the brave new world, you know, the, you know where you know, all of a sudden you've got outside influences and whatnot. And this is what um, independent independent A League could look like in the future, where you get some really you know bizarre and wacky stories. You know, it's, but this one is just. It almost is you know, hard to believe almost how, how this got through. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll save that uh, for Far Post Perth to get in depth on. We'll, yeah, I think they're, they're better <laughs> equipped for it. Definitely, but I've got to admit, like, Perth's game kind of played out the way that I expected them to. They started off quite strong. They took an early lead through Bruno Fornaroli, as you would expect, but then it seems like that travel really caught up to them late as the roar began to run over them. Yeah, and again, uh, just sort of referring from um, Tony Popovich's uh, press conference, he pretty much said as much as that. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it was the the equaliser that Macaulay uh, Gillespie scored. I think it was a more of a of a you know, lack of concentration. I think you know it's almost like they almost ran out of legs pretty much, and they, they when they got in front, I think they were trying to hold on, and I think just the raw kept on coming, coming, which in itself I think shows that you know they really have belief 
that they're, they're never out of a game. And I think this is uh, one thing that we're seeing of this Raw side this season, as opposed to sort of, you know, the you know, past couple of seasons. This side really believes that they can, you know, they can at least salvage something, if not go on and win it, because they really did push for a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the way that these guys have kept bouncing back, and look, I think it's a good sign in the fact that they finished with a 1-1 draw, and I was admittedly a little bit disappointed with the fact that they didn't win. Yeah, that's that's also the one other takeaway. You know, on the other side of the coin, Robbie Fowler. So, yeah, I think he seemed a little bit disappointed as well that, you know, that while it was a great fight back and whatnot, I really believe that they um, fashioned their chances of taking three points here. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it is a side that, based on, I think, the current ladder, the Raw would actually be travelling to Perth in the opening round of the final. So it was a good measuring stick, and there will be more to come as we'll get into a little bit later. But, yeah, it was a good measuring stick, and I think, overall, the Raw probably held up quite well. Yeah, and um, look, they've only they've lost one, one game uh, this in this uh, calendar year so far, and I think they're flying high as far as confidence goes. That they, they, they really, truly believe they can be competitive against anyone, including the runaway leaders in Sydney FC. Definitely, that is the joy of finals football. Any given match day, I suppose, is the way to phrase it. But yeah, overall, I think... Yeah, I... I actually, you know, realise how much Scott actually talks on this show now, just looking at the clock. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that the Raw overall can be pretty happy with that. All right, so... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Overall, yeah. I'd say pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with that. We'll see how things play out in the future. But, you know, first Brisbane Raw goal for Macaulay Gillespie. Yeah, look, and that's... Um and I did make so Scott and I were talking on the post game show about how as well the the, the benefit of you know, not only you know, scoring from set pieces but also as well it's the defenders are getting in scoring goals. You know Macaulay Gillespie on the score sheet, Tom Aldridge the previous week, um, Scott Neville has kept chipped in for a couple. The only one who's sort of missing a goal this season is Jack Inger, but you know he scores. You know it's almost a natural holiday when he scores a goal. So uh, so yeah, so that's the one thing is that you know it's not only we. Are the raw reliance on you know their forwards scoring goals? The back line, especially, should be in, especially at the set piece where it's so important, and it could also be you know a game breaker in a tight game like in finals. Yeah, definitely, and having those options all over the pitch will come in handy. I did just want to mention, so uh, looking at the ladder now, the raw still in sixth place, a point behind Adelaide United, four points behind Perth, Melbourne City, and Wellington Phoenix. Although the Glory do have a game in hand. But overall, you'd have to say right now, it seems like fourth place and possibly even third is definitely within reach, which seems unfathomable, you know, four or five months ago. Oh, absolutely. And that's a uh, thing I think even, even Joe, by, by the maths, uh, top two is not, is not sort of out of reach. I think the only, the only thing that sort of, you know, I think is, looks to be impossible is going to be the Premier's plate. I think Sydney have got that pretty much sewn up. But anyway, from second to about sixth, you know, um, obviously, they want their home final. I think that would be the immediate goal. But look, as far as they can. But also, as well, they need to be need to be on guard and not think, oh, finals football is theirs because it's like two bad performances, and all of a sudden they, they may they may miss the finals. So while there be confidence that finals football is coming to Brisbane Raw, um, they really need to sort of stay stay on, and there should be no excuses with you know five of their last eight games at home. Yeah, definitely. One of those away games is coming up this weekend, and we'll get on to that in our preview at the very end of the podcast, as per usual. But let's move on to a raw side that experienced 
its biggest win of the season on Sunday afternoon, a game which you were there to take in, was the Raw W League side absolutely blasting Canberra United off the pitch 5-0. Yeah, look, and um, if, if you watch the game in its entirety, it probably uh, could have and should have been more than the vibe. Like, look, the Raw women, they, they're an enigma at times. Like, they they sort of really put some, you know, sort of ordinary performances, but when they're at their best, um, they're, they're a joy to watch. And, look, Canberra felt the full force of that. And there's also the, the, the goal scorers as well that... Um, the main difference as well, you know, uh, Carson Pickett scoring a double, uh, Riley Basing getting a double as well, and uh, Shay Connors, their new, new signing, also as well, uh, come off the bench and scored after a minute. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was a Shay Connors one that was a tap-in, but that's still getting a striker getting into a scoring position. And you would have to say, you know, taking another oh, absolutely. step that's, uh, you don't, against Perth. You don't begrudge anyone for scoring goal. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just ask Jack Hingant how rare those are. Oh, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> yeah, look, that's a, <laughs> that's a, it is a rarity. Um, but, yeah, look, they certainly, um, as far as sort of overall goes, yeah, the Royal Women now have got a tough task in going going to um, Melbourne this week and, you know, hopefully you know, securing a finals berth. Um, it's not in their hands anymore, and that's... And that's sort of, at the end of the day, they've got their own selves to blame almost. But um, look, I think they'd be giving themselves every chance to try and you know, at least you know, you know, go, take it to Melbourne City, who have wrapped up the uh, Premier's plate already. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll get right on to uh, Sunday's game, because why not? I think that's where everyone's looking hmm. uh, right now this weekend in the W League. So as it stands, as you said, Melbourne City, Premier's on 31 points. Sydney FC, 22 points, second place. Melbourne victory, 20 points in third. Uh, Western Sydney, 19 points on in fourth. And the Raw sitting in fifth place on 17 points. So it really is all to play for in the final round. Now, the key fixtures from a Raw perspective we need to keep an eye on. Saturday, 4 p.m. Brisbane time. Melbourne victory, Sydney FC. Now, for all intents and purposes, we really need Sydney FC to win this game. And ideally by a couple of goals to put uh, goal difference into play. Yeah, look, that that's where it starts um, as far as sort of the the equations. Is if Sydney can win and win uh, very well, like three, four goals, all of a sudden um, it gives Raw probably the double chance. It's not reliant on um, Western Sydney, uh, you know, losing to Perth in the later game. So uh, that's where it starts. It's not the end of the world if uh, Melbourne Victory win because that means that they'll seal their place and then it turns to Perth Glory, who have been in great form, mind you. Um, yeah, you know, beating Western Sydney, which then will open up the door for the Raw to um, to try and sort of win on Sunday. Um, but look, at the end of the day, where it begins and ends is the Raw need to beat Melbourne City. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with um, more Matilda's Olympic qualifiers coming up, this is basically Melbourne City's last chance to get their squad together before the final. So I'll be very interested to see if they push for that unbeaten season, 10 wins and a draw. Uh, so see if they can go for a quote-unquote invincible regular season. Or do they say, no, nah, let's just get everyone out of this game healthy so no one's getting risked. We're just going to play 90 minutes and, you know, just get ourselves ready for the finals. Yeah, look, I think this is where probably the Raw can sort of uh, benefit from this is because, yeah, you're right. Um, like I said, it may not be ideal. It might not be ideal for, um, you know, Rado Vizic and, and the club, but obviously as well, with so many internationals, it's six, six Matildas plus three other internationals because it's a full FIFA international break coming up. Uh, yeah, where, where those players' mindsets would be, look, you know, 
you know, rather than playing it a full tilt 100%, having the total re-racked up, would they go 85-90? You, you never accuse a player of just completely dogging it. But, um, but yeah, it would have to be in the back of the mind. And I think that's where Raw can really sort of, you know, you know one last push, really go for it. And um, look, who knows? You know, it may, like I said, they need to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. Like, they do need help, but, you know, if it does come down to it on Sunday afternoon, it could just be a case of take care of your own business. And, look, I think there is absolutely the talent in this Raw side to uh, be able to upset Melbourne City and make the finals. Oh, absolutely. And they said they play, they play like they did against when they beat uh, Western Sydney um, a few weeks ago, or actually it's more than a few weeks ago, given all the breaks and whatnot. Um where they where smash them four 0 or they they replicate their performance against Canberra, which I think even Jake Goodship himself admit was probably not the, at their best. I think the as much as great as the Royal were, I think um Canberra were fairly ordinary as well. But with their season no, well, you know, over and done with. Uh, so yeah, look, I think they they really do have the talent. Um, they will be missing Isabel Dalton, but that's and that's going to be a big sort of blow for them. Yes, you actually let us right into that uh, segue, so thank you for picking up on that cue. Uh, Isabel Dalton confirmed transfer to Glasgow City FC in, I'm assuming, Scotland, and uh, wearing familiar colours of orange yep. and black. Yeah, they're the, uh, apparently, I don't know too much about the Scottish Women's League, but apparently Glasgow City are the champions. Um, yeah, look, and it's, a, it's a, I think, a contract well-deserved for Isabel Dalton, because she come back, um, she come back at, Early this season, and she's really sort of made a mark, and yeah, and also as a, a utility player uh, for the Raw. And look, yeah, we wish her nothing but the best uh, that she's at this uh, another shot in Europe. Yeah, absolutely, and best of luck to Isabel. Although you could have picked a better time to go, but you know, but we can't be true. Yeah, she could have got one week later, but we can't really be too choosy. Anyway. So yeah, so that's our uh, W League wrap. In case you haven't worked it out already, this might be a little bit of a shorter podcast for various reasons, but. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep plugging through and not take any breaks. So we'll call this a uh, lightning round podcast. Yep. All right. So um, now on to what is usually segment three <laughs> with the uh, NPL recap. And we're going to, well, I suppose, start off with the NPL competition itself. And I'm going to ask you, Adam, what caught your eye from the fixtures this weekend? Yeah, uh, look, I didn't actually catch many, many fixtures as well, because obviously uh, a weekend uh, with obviously Brisbane Roars, but uh, A-League and, and W-League sides. Look, I think the result that I probably will have the most sort of um, resonance would probably be uh, Gold Coast Knights win over Olympic in uh, their, in the grand final rematch. I think the, the main reason that I think is that simply you know, it's the first time that sort of the big the big four have clashed this season and uh, Gold Coast Knights sort of getting the points early, but it has been a really sort of you know stop start season because of you know the postponements of the first two rounds because of the weather. Yeah, well, I had two things that caught my eye. One of which was the simple fact that we got a full round of football in without uh, any yeah, major ca- any major cancellations or delays. But uh, I'm actually going to go and. Talk about Capalabar, their 3-0 win over Redlands United. Great sign for David Booth down there. And I think that's, you know, giving them something mm. to build on as the season goes along. As well as, I would say, Magpies Crusaders getting a 2-2 draw with Morton Bay. I think those two sides desperately needed points in this round. And it's good to see them getting them. Yeah, look, uh, that, that was... Um it was actually a good a good result uh, from uh, Magpies Crusaders, who generally are pretty weak when they when they go on the road. So to get grab point at Morton Bay, who we sort of were a bit skeptical about their um, about their form until they come out the previous week and uh, beat 
beat Sunshine Coast to our Wanderers. So maybe there was a resurgence there, but they uh, were able to get the goal late to equalise. So I think that's a good point for them because uh, they get like I said, they're going to need as many points, uh, you know, on the road as they will get as they will need at home. They've had a pretty rough start at home. Yeah, definitely. Well. It's something to build on for those teams. Um, the other thing that w- did also uh, catch my eye was um, Gold Coast Knights last night getting by Brisbane Strikers in their rescheduled round one clash as well. So a good start for the Gold Coast Club. Two wins from two games played in the very quick succession. Yeah, look, that's uh, and already uh, the uh, the cr- the cream is sort of rising to the top already with uh, Lions two from two, Potential Power two from two, and now um, you know Gold Coast Knights joining them. So so yeah, look, I think already. The best, the best clubs in MPL are really still starting to show their best. I think um, Olympic will obviously be there, but um, like I said, a, a draw and a loss, and all of a sudden they're sort of going back a bit. But look, I think they've got the class to be able to get there once they get a more sort of friendlier schedule. I'm not uh, too worried about Olympic just yet. I do like they've got a big game coming up this mm. Sunday against Peninsula Power. Uh, but what I do think as well for Olympic is. You know, they're a side that's more than capable of just going on a run at any point in time and reeling off six, seven, eight straight wins to get them up in the mix. Yeah, look, like I said, it's, a, it's been a pretty rough start as far as their, their schedule goes. Um, having pretty much, you know, Gold Coast, Gold Coast Knights then into uh, Peninsula Power back-to-back. Um, look, it's, it's finals come, you know, almost six months early for them. So, look, it's going to be... I, I actually think, though... If we give given predictions, I actually think they might beat Peninsula Power on on Sunday at home. Uh, but but like I said, that that'll be a sort of yeah, a confidence booster for them. But even if they were to lose, uh, I still think that you wouldn't write them off because like I said, once they get amongst sort of you know the let's call them the lesser teams and the weaker teams in the in the competition, that's when they can start to put a run together. So it may be a blessing in the skies to get a lot of these top teams out of the way early, even if they don't pick up maximum points. Exactly. Well, everyone's got to play everyone twice. And, you know, while they might mm. be playing a few more matches against a chasing pack coming up soon, I think that's the uh, diplomatic term for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely with you on the fact that they could very well knock off Peninsula Power. And you can check out all of those games on the Football Queensland YouTube channel. Subtle plug. Yeah. We'll quickly run through yeah. uh, the results from FQPL as well from the weekend. So the season got off to a, a good start for Southside Eagles. 3-1 win over Wynnum Wolves on Friday night. Saturday saw Logan Lightning 3-1 over Holland Park. Ipswich Knights 4-2 over Souths at Wakeley Park. Then there was a game that uh, Scott and I were mm. actually calling up into Toowoomba. And I think it was the one place where summer didn't hit in Queensland, where it was <laughs> cold, wet and windy. But it was good enough for Rochdale Rovers as they finished over the top of what was a fairly gallant southwest Queensland Thunderside 3-1. I, I'll get into that a little bit uh, more soon. And then in the final game, Western Pride 2-1 over Sunshine Coast. But back to the game I was calling on Sunday afternoon. I have to admit, both sides acquitted themselves really well. And if you want to take the positives for southwest Queensland in defeat, it just looked like a fitness issue that... Once they get their legs under them, they'll be fine. That Italian signing, Mirko uh, Crociati, oh, he is going to be a good pickup. Yeah, look, I only caught some bits and pieces because obviously I was at the Lions Stadium for the W League game. But from what I sort of saw and sort of uh, gathered from the flow of the game, um, it looked like actually uh, South West Queensland Thunder were actually you know, well and truly sort of in the game for the first hour. But then, sort of, as you said, fitness seemed to have caught them, and that's when Rochdale sort of made their moves. So, look, I still think there's. Um, I think they will be you know, one of the contenders to you know, look to get back up into the 
up into the top flight next season. Uh, but like I said, they yeah they just seem to run our legs. And I think the same could be said in the other Sunday game where Western Pride ran over the top of uh, Sunshine Coast Fire. Exactly. Well, look, there's a lot to look forward to in the second division as well. And I think uh, once Mitchelton get their season started next weekend after their round one bye, we'll have a bit of uh, footage on everybody because as announced last week, all the FQPL and NPLW games are also on the Football Queensland YouTube channel. So no matter what local side you support, you should be able to watch them if you can't get out to the grounds, which I think you should. Now we're going to keep moving and get on to the NPLW and the defending champions uh, Lions got off to a 3-0 win over... Souths United, but the big story. I believe was, that was a forfeit, from what I heard. Ah, uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why it's uh, a midnight kickoff at TBA. Uh, then you had, <laughs> then you had Logan Lightning, the big big winners of the weekend. I think it's fair to say, fourteen nil over Morton Bay. Uh, I did. Ooh, anyone yeah. actually do a full uh, account of the goal scorers off that? Actually, uh, if you check our socials, I think Scott actually spent some time actually putting together all the goal scorers on that. So I, I actually would, I actually would have thought that Tian Petterwood scored seven and Miguel got the other seven. But apparently, it's a little bit more spread around than that. But um, yeah, look, Logan, look, we know that they were good, but um, yeah, Morton Bay, wow. Uh, Without, without getting myself in trouble, I've got a lot of friends at Morton Bay, but um, yeah, that's uh, back to the dark old days for them, unfortunately. I think, uh, look, you always knew losing nine nine of your grand final uh, players was always going to hurt, but that one uh, really hurt. And it, that might be a very, very long season for them. Um, look, I understand they are trying to rebuild, and I hope this is just, you know, you can't go much lower than this. But uh, yeah, this doesn't it doesn't bode well at the moment for the Morton Bay women's program at the moment. So which is which is a shame. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just the way football can be sometimes. But look, silver lining for Morton Bay next week probably going to be better. Just just at a guess. But uh, that's, yeah. look, that's all I can that's all I can hope for really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so just uh, running through the rest of the. Results, Easts and Gold Coast United drew 2-2, two, two, uh, two sides that I'm expecting to be heavily uh, inv- invested in this season in terms of commentary and whatnot. Uh, Kapalabar 2-1 over FQQAS, uh, Mitchelton 4, Western Pride 0, and then the gap, well, it almost looked like a rugby score there, 7-3 over Southwest <laughs> Queensland in the game straight after the one Scott and I called. Yeah, look, uh, I did see that. The gap, uh, yeah, definitely they can score goals. Uh, I think for them, uh, three goals considered to um, South Southwest Queensland, that might be uh, be the big, biggest story. So sort of earlier on the season, is that yeah, maybe defensively they're not um, so great. Plenty of firepower, but uh, yeah, to concede three goals to Southwest Queensland, who are another you know club that are developing their women's program. Uh, yeah, so, but look, a win to win, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, it's week one of a lot. But then, um, mm. as I'm just getting joined in here by the dog, just looking for a little bit of attention. <laughs> anyway, the <laughs> round two fixtures, you got Logan Lightnings against Souths Friday night, East against Mitchelton on Saturday, Western Pride against the FQQAS, uh, Lions against the Gap. That's going to be a good one. Morton Bay against Gold Coast, another good yeah. one. And then Capalaba against Southwest Queensland. Yeah, oh, lines of gap. We're gonna, well, I think we might find out a few things about which, which way the season's going to turn because that's uh, one of the early season sort of games that, you know, two, two of the be- better sides in the league, and that, that'd be one to watch, certainly. And we can watch it on uh, the on uh, FQ, which is FQ uh, website, the YouTube, which is, 
But I think it's fantastic that, especially the women's um, uh, games are all being shown uh, live. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really happy that I'm able to do get a little bit more yep. information about all of these uh, teams as well because you know you, you want to find out more about these players, get a lot more of the storylines, and see who's been performing for them each week and whatnot. So I think it's going to be a really fun. Th- it's going to be a really fun competition to watch. I think the only people person that's probably happier than you and I about that's actually Scott, who uh, doesn't have to rely on some seedy betting site to try and get all the goal scorers. Um, for, for these uh, MPL women's games he did the last couple of years. So to actually have that resource and he can actually pinpoint all the goal scorers, I think he'll be, he's very, very happy from, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Although I just would like to say not all betting sites are seedy. Some of them are actually quite good and run by very nice people. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Well, at least in my opinion. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, look. It's going to be a short podcast. I can't yep. really stall any longer. So let's get on to this weekend's preview. It's the Raw uh, A-League side take part in the back end of a double header at Amy Park against Melbourne City. And look, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about the Raw and give them a much better chance than some of those uh, not-so-seedy sites might be giving them at the moment. Oh, yeah, look, uh, that's the, the one thing that I think that a lot of people will be... T- you know, mistaken about is the Raw's record at Amy Park is you know, horrific to say the least. I don't think there's any other word you could say. So they haven't won there since I, and this is where I wish Scott was with us tonight because he, he has the uh, facts and figures. But I'm pretty sure it is 2011 was the last time they beaten Melbourne Heart slash Melbourne City at Amy Park. So their, their record isn't great. But then again, um, this, this Raw side. I think they're determined to break a lot of stereotypes and, you know, break a lot of, um, sort of, you know, sort of, I guess, trends against them, especially, uh, you know, this newfound belief in this form since uh, the bye back in the late December. Yeah, definitely. And look, Melbourne City, they're not exactly setting the world alight either. They've had some pretty tough fixtures as well. And I'm genuinely giving the Raw a chance. But the weird thing about Melbourne City at the moment, though, is the fact that they seem to bring out, I don't know if I want to call it the worst in the Raw, but certainly the uh, most bizarre in the Raw, because you consider that game in November at Redcliffe, 4-3. That game at Suncorp Stadium in January, 2-2. And I'm just trying to get the exact stats, but I'm pretty sure those are two of the three highest scoring Raw games this season. Yeah, look, and that's, uh, I think it's uh, Melbourne City, obviously they seem to be, they seem to find uh, their scoring sort of rhythm against the Raw, uh, and which which I think as well, that's going to be the one difference that this Raw side, especially since their, um, especially since their resurgence of form, I think defensively, I think they've really muscled up now, and I think they, I think they've got the perfect sort of fall now, their, their formation, I think Macaulay Gillespie, I think has been so much better. Yeah, you know, he start he started fire his feet. Yeah, you know, Tom Aldridge at the back, and obviously as well, you know, Scott Neville and um, Jack Hingard as well. So I think defensively, I think this is where the Raw can really sort of you know take their take their chances. Is the fact is that yeah, you know, they they had their faith in the defence that then they can sort of start creating going forward. But um, yeah, look, um, Jamie McLaren especially, yeah, you know, he he obviously you know loves scoring against his former team as much as you know, he did when he was up here. So. Yeah, look, I think I think we could expect another high-scoring game. Absolutely. Well, it's certainly um, not out of the question. But, yeah, the stat I was trying to find, 12 of the Raw's 18 matches this season have featured two or fewer goals. So those two matches against City are certainly outliers. And because that yep. means only three of... If my counting was correct earlier today when I was writing this, uh, the two against Sydney, uh, only 
two of the three games that have featured four goals or more with the Raw this season. The other, of course, being that 5-1 demolition at the hands of Sydney FC. So we could be in for a wild Sunday night. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Yeah, look, and, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing, especially for Rourke. And once again, you know, I think they, they need to, if they're going to play finals footballs, these are the games that they need to win. Because obviously, when it comes, even if they're going to finish fifth or sixth, they, you want to start, you know, especially these top teams, you know, Sydney, Melbourne City, who I think you know, they're both you know, top top four. If, if, they get, if we're all going to finish fifth or sixth, they at least want to you know, give the aspect that, you know, they're not there to make just to make up the numbers that they can even on the road could do some damage and they need to get this monkey off their back about traveling to Amy Park and you know and hopefully actually beating Melbourne City yeah you'd have to think they're a really good chance of doing it and actually you know as we tend to do I'm going to lead off the what are we going to be talking about next week and I'm going to be saying you know Fowler's men continue to fly with a big win against Melbourne City uh, yeah, look, my headline will be uh, high-scoring high draw at Amy Park. Either way, I think we're going to be in for a lot of... Um, I think we're going to be in for a lot of uh, fun headlines like that. I will also throw a bonus headline in, and I'm going to say late drama seals Raw's spot in W League finals. So I don't know who's going to do it, but I think we're going to be in for a late goal from someone that's going to get them into the finals. Yeah, look, um, that's all we can. That's all we can hope for. I think you know. I, look, I, I tend to agree. I think um, it's yeah that you know they 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 deserve a chance. I think that on this day, this team could beat anyone in the league. I think that's I think it's abundantly clear. So hopefully they they give them a chance and they take they take their chance. I guess I think a Melbourne City side that may not be fully amped up and motivated to really sort of you know to put it away. Which again, as we said earlier, I, I wouldn't accuse them of that. But look. Stranger things have happened, especially when one side have already got you know, their trophy. Look, I'm just going to say from a Melbourne City perspective, there's nothing wrong with making a business decision. <laughs> exactly. In protecting your internationals. Exactly. All right. That's going to be it for this very, very short edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Thank you for joining me tonight, Adam. Yeah, thanks, James. And uh, Scott, I'm sure you're going to be listening back to this and you might be disappointed that we didn't actually heckle you more than I was planning to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, get out to the football this week, local, or get out and watch a raw game. I guess there will be places showing them all over Brisbane. Uh, yeah. In- oh, there's plenty of plenty of football. Definitely. Get out, enjoy the football this weekend. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then.